Welcome to Take It From The Iron Woman. My name is Susanne Müller, your host and the Iron Woman. This podcast is about empowering yourself and others to make real changes in the world. You will hear from everyday, smart, sophisticated, hip people like you and me. Not everybody has to be an Iron Woman to impress the world. Together, we will learn from the sports and business leaders how you can become a more successful person as an entrepreneur or a leader. It's one step at a time, one day at a time. Take your steps now. Take your big steps now. Join me on this journey to success. Take it from the Iron Woman. We only have special guests. Today, we talk to a money coach. Give yourself a raise. Introduce yourself. Who is Kim who's going to join us today? Hello, I am Kim Hunter-Boris. I am a money coach. I am extremely passionate about teaching others about finances, basic foundational principles about finances, and understanding that giving yourself a raise is super simple once you understand. It is not as difficult as going into your boss's office and demanding a raise or requesting one. You can literally take a look at your basic income and determine how much of that you want to keep in there and by giving yourself a raise. Let's start how you got interested in that. So I was one of those individuals that was always super smart. I started my career very early. I was 21, 22 years old, and I just kept advancing. I got promoted eight times in the first nine years. I look up and I'm making six figures and I'm all excited and I'm living the life everyone expects. I have a nice car. I have a nice home. I'm traveling with friends. I'm shopping, just living life. Fast forward, I meet my husband. And he's raising two children and I inherit two beautiful children. A stepmom, I think is my job to ensure that they have a whole bunch of fun. So the spending that I was doing on myself now, multiply that by four. Uh-huh. We're traveling. We're having a great time. Our son got to the point where he was about to go to university. I sat down and I thought about it. So how are we going to get him through school? Now we're making six figures each. We are living what everyone calls the American dream. We're having a great life, but we didn't have much to show for it. We're making six figures, but we had a net worth of what I thought was a net worth of about $200,000. And that's because that's what I had in my 401k. I had no control over that. I just signed up. They told me to sign here. I signed there. They automatically put the money there. I sat down and I thought about it. I said, if we're earning X amount of money over the next 10 years, what will that equate to? It equated to seven figures. I said, if we keep living the life that we're living right now, how much of that will we have? Not much more. I started reading and learning about net worth and savings rates and income versus output. I realized I didn't know the basics. I couldn't tell you how much money I bought home every two weeks. I just know I made six figures. I never looked at my pay stub. I didn't know what was coming out. I didn't know what I was paying in taxes. My husband didn't know. I didn't know what I was contributing to my 401k. I just know they signed me up and I just signed on a dotted line. I didn't know what I was investing. It was a mess. When I took the time to look at it and realize I kept saying we had a net worth of $200,000 and I thought that was pretty okay. Mind you, I was in my 40s. He was in his 50s. $200,000 wasn't going to get us far in retirement. Mm -mm. Not at all. Then to add insult to injury, once I started looking at everything we had, I wrote out a list. These are all the things that we own. But then I also looked at these are all the things that we owe. Student Mm -hmm. loans, 
credit cards, even a crazy timeshare that I bought when I knew we couldn't afford it. Just ridiculousness. Just thinking, oh, we'll go on vacation. But when I took a look at all the things that we owed, that $200,000 that I thought was our net worth dropped down to $120,000. I panicked and I kept thinking, we have to do something different. The first thing I thought was, well, how do I work harder to get a raise? Or how does he get a promotion? Or should we look for new jobs? We were both well into our careers and making decent enough money where we shouldn't have to do that. But by looking at what was coming in and looking at what was going out and understanding where we wanted to be and understanding our values and starting to spend according to our values, we realized we were spending money on eating out. We were spending money on trips that we didn't need. We were buying groceries and then still ordering out. So we were throwing out groceries to go buy new groceries because the food in the fridge spoiled because we were shopping and eating out all the time. It just didn't make sense. But by the time we went back and started to look at our money and spend intentionally, we were able to give ourselves an 18% raise within six months. That 18% raise helped us pay off all the credit card debt because I sat down and I looked at how much we were paying in interest. One credit card was charging us $6 a day. (gasps) Six bucks a day, one credit card. Mind you, when we got married, we were further along in life. So collectively, we had nine credit cards. (laughs) Imagine if we were paying interest of $6 a day on one, on nine it was just insane. This is like going to Starbucks and having a latte all the time. Yes. And then multiply that by nine. Ooh, how many lattes are you going to take? Math. The reality is people can tell you how to budget. People can tell you how you should live. But until you change your mindset, it doesn't matter. We sat down and created a budget. We created a spending plan. We said we're going to stick to it. The next thing we know, we were out with friends and someone said, oh, we're going out for a bite to eat. Do you want to come? Instead of saying, what, that doesn't work for us financially right now, we just went because we realized that was our identity. Our identity was tied up in what other people thought of us, what cars we drove, what houses we lived in, what vacations we took. It was nothing for a friend to say, hey, where are you going this year? Now all of a sudden say, we're not going anywhere. That was hard. When people hear, oh, you make six figures, the first thing they think is, oh, must be nice. You're well off what you're doing. But it's harder when you're making that kind of money and running in that circle of friends Mm -hmm. to say, what, that doesn't work for us right now. Mm -hmm. I had to learn instead of saying we can't afford it, I had to say that doesn't work for us right now. Mm -hmm. It doesn't align with what we're we're, we're looking for. It's the mindset, right? The language. It became mindset, but it also became, we had to rethink our identities. I realized that my identity was more driven by what my friends thought mm. than what I thought. I went to buy a car. I remember before, right before we got married, I went to buy a car and my thought was, oh, I don't drive that much. I travel for business a lot. I'm out of the country most of the time. I don't need a fancy car. But my friend came along with me and she says, well, someone at your level should have this kind of car. <gasps> I spent based upon what she thought, not necessarily what I needed. Ooh, but the peer for pressure. Most, exactly. For most of us, that's the thing. For us, the rock bottom moment was a friend of us gave us an opportunity to go to Mexico and stay in their home. We had to pay airfare to get there. But when we got there, we literally had nothing to spend on eating out and just going out on excursions because our credit cards were near the max. Money that we thought we would have to spend. We had just paid all those credit card bills before we left. So we didn't have cash flow. When we got on vacation, that's when we sat down and we talked about it. 
We said, you know what? We're at this place. There's a grocery store down the street. Let's go buy some groceries. We can cook. We're in a beautiful location. Nothing says we have to go out and eat. Let's cook our meals. We sat down and talked about what can we do differently? How can we change this? And it didn't happen overnight. But once we finally got our time ourselves together, it made the perfect sense for us. We would have those discussions every week. He got paid one week and I got paid the opposite week. Each week before we sat down, I said, okay, our paycheck is coming in. These are the things that are coming out. This is the surplus. What are we doing with it? Are we paying down debt? Are we investing? What are we doing? And then once we got on the other side of the debt and we paid off that last credit card, I thought that I would feel have this feeling of elation. I would feel, oh, wow, we did it. Instead, I felt a little depressed. How so? Because paying off debt is exciting. To be honest, when you're digging out of it, you're aspiring to something. You can see the numbers come down every day. That's exciting and fun. You're challenging yourself. Mm-hmm. What we won't spend this week, we'll do a no spend month. Let's throw that extra $500 at this debt. And then once everything is paid off, saving and investing is not as much fun because it's not as sexy. You're taking money, you're putting it somewhere where you're not going to see it or touch it for a while and it's growing exponentially mm-hmm. for you. I grew up in Europe, in Switzerland. There, you at least at my generation, yes. you yes. save money and then you buy something. I'm sure it has changed a little bit. I still keep that. I'm a solo entrepreneur. It's like, what if I don't have work next year? What if, what if? So I'm always a little more cautious. And later in life, I went to grad school and I basically, oh. I paid everything out of my pocket. I had a yes. roommate and yes. I basically paid for my studies. Yes. I know how to live frugally. Yes. Or how to live based on my means. Yes. Sometimes when I look back, these were the happiest times when I made $15 an hour at the university. Exactly. Right? So what exactly. do I need? Not much. But can I tell you, I didn't learn that so much later in life, but you're hundred percent. When you realize that there's not much that you need that you can't save for. My grandparents, unfortunately in America, credit became a huge, credit and debt became the way you live. Mm-hmm. And my grandparents was the last generation in America to save for something. They wanted a house, they saved for it. Wanted a car, they saved for it. They didn't buy a car that they couldn't afford. They bought a car that they had enough cash set aside for to pay. And I think credit in this country has become, we've become a consumerist nation. Everything is the fastest, the greatest, the latest, the best, even cell phones. When I've realized that there are cell phones that sell for a thousand dollars or more and people are buying them, my head exploded. It just didn't make sense to me. But once we understood our values, we said, there's some things we just don't, won't do. We will never have a car note. We will buy a used car. We will buy a reasonably priced used car. And in the minute we have that car, we'll start saving for our next used car because we're going to drive this one until we can't drive mm-hmm. it anymore. Cell phones, we'll never pay more for our kids. We'll never pay more than $100 for a cell phone. For ourselves, we'll never pay more than $175. And that is simple because that's a decision we made. We don't want phones that we have to pay for monthly. We don't want phones that we have to put insurance on. We buy it out. We have a decent plan that's simple enough for our family. We don't make our living on our cell phones. Why do we need a $1,000 phone? Very easy. How do you help others? Now we yes. learned about your story yes. and you're a yes. money coach. What, what do I, you teach others? What I discovered is 
just as I was in that boat thinking, oh, I make six figures and I must be living well. I really wasn't because I didn't know anything about money. I realized there's a whole host of people out there doing the exact same thing I was doing, living the exact same way. And they just need someone to help them understand it. I started coaching and my focus is on women more so than anyone else, but usually women and their families that are in the same boat. I, I don't say necessarily making six figures, but they're making seventy five, eighty thousand dollars or more and just not living well. Like you said, they're living above their means. Once they understand what it means to live within your means and start planning for future, that's where that's my niche. I make it my business to every conversation. I try and introduce the topic of finances and money. I always ask, so what are you doing with that? I met someone on the train the other day in New York City. You're always going to talk to you. I met this young lady. And funny enough, she manages a studio that supports podcasters and creators. And she says she left corporate America to do this. And it's her dream job. She's making more money than she's ever made in her life. I said, that's wonderful. Now, what are you doing with it? She said, what? I said, how much of it are you saving? Are you living within your means? Are you spending above? expectations. And she says, no one's ever asked me that question before. I said, well, this is what I do as a coach. I focus on four things. Your mindset. First of all, understanding your values. Your values should drive your mindset. Then are your intentions aligned with your mindset? Now your behaviors align with your intentions because if they are, then your outcomes are what you need to be. If in fact your income and your expenses, and you can reduce your expenses enough where there's surplus in your income, you can then give yourself a raise. By spending less than you earn and investing the difference, there's this beautiful thing called compound interest that will grow your money exponentially. When I learned about that little thing called compound interest, I became obsessed. And now I'm obsessed with teaching others about it. It's very simple. I partner with women understanding how to give themselves a raise by managing the income that they have in a way that doesn't feel restrictive. We don't talk about budgets. We talk about spending plans. How do you Mm -hmm. plan to spend your money? You plan to earn it. You develop your career to grow and increase your income. What are you doing with it? Are you making it work for you? It seems simple. We have a plan for vacation. We have a plan for career. We have a plan for everything, but maybe not so much money because we this is, I'm afraid, the 401k. Now it's 201 and a half. So when you have, then you know, oh my God, I don't. And we all have to work till we're 70 or whatever. Oh no, I don't plan to work until I'm 70. And that's the beauty of it. When you hear about folks that don't understand finances, they'll hear, oh, my 401k has declined and it's 201k. I had X amount of money in my stocks and now that dollar amount is diminished. It's, It's reduced or it's cut in half. But the number of stocks you have remain the same. The only difference is the dollar value associated with each of those items Mm -hmm. reduced. But guess what? It always swings, the pendulum swings the other way. Right now, while the market is really low, that's when I tell people, this is the best time to invest because it's a bargain basement sale. The number of items that you have in your portfolio remain the same. The dollar value is less, but buy more items. So when that pendulum swings the other way, your net worth climbs right along with it. It's the easiest thing. It's a bargain basement sale. It's not the time to get out of the market. It's the time to get in. But when you don't understand it, you run from it. Thank you so much for your encouragement. Now I need to check my balance in my bank account. We're ready and we'll make it grow. Thank you so much. This is cool. Thank you. Okay. What are you taking away from today? Give yourself a raise. Look at your money situation. Be happy. Spend less. 
talk to her. Take it from the Iron Woman. We have episodes every Monday with interesting people that you might not meet, but through the podcast, you can meet them. And Take It From The Iron Woman is also a book. Take It From The Iron Woman, global business coaching with sports parallels. Also, we offer coaching. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.